Welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge podcast. I am Laura Ohms again and hosting this episode with Annie Byrne. I am so excited to have her on today. She has um, a very long list of everything that she's involved in, so I'll just share a couple of things here real quick. So Annie um, raced for the 2017 Chicago Women's Elite Cycling Team, some of uh, Chicagoland's top female racers. She is also a USA Cycling Certified Coach. She is a Category 2 road racer and a Category 3 cyclocross and track racer. And she's also the owner of BFF Bikes, which we will um, share more detail about as we go on. Annie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good. It's great to have you. Um, So I thought there's so many different directions we can go in, but I thought we could start with just sharing... um, how you got into cycling obviously that's your primary sport and um what led up to you becoming involved in the sport sure so i started um biking pretty casually to work just commuting um that was in 2006 and i prior to that i had you know i had a bike growing up and biked in college but nothing more than just kind of getting around the neighborhood. I never viewed it as a sport, didn't go for rides or anything like that. And then when I started um, biking to work in 2006, I, I don't know why exactly, but I loved it and um, started uh, doing longer rides on the weekend. And yeah, I just, I loved everything about it from, you know, just spending time outside and having a different perspective of the city and all the places I was going and, um, you know, just a lot of fun with my friends going on different bike adventures. And then also, you know, the, the physical element of like pushing myself. I just really, really liked it. So just gradually over the next few years, I became more and more, um, into it and it escalated to the point where I wanted to try racing. And so I did, and that, um, like took it to a whole new level and, really just became a very central part of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like it started like very recreational, like leisurely. And then somehow, how do you think, like, how did the spark to, you know, want to be competitive come about? I remember finishing, um, it was the North Shore Century, uh, which is a century that happens in the fall every year in Evanston. And I was waiting I'd finished and I was waiting for my friends I, I kind of you know like to go f- a little on the faster side and um and so I was just waiting and I remember and it was probably like my fourth century that year and so that's a hundred mile ride and you know I'd really like felt myself progress like when I first started doing rides like that I would come home and just be like totally spent couldn't move that was the end of it and I got to the point where you know, I was like, that's it. And just felt like I I was ready for more. So, so anyway, I, I, yeah, I distinctly remember waiting. It was kind of drizzling. So I was like under a tent and just feeling like that wasn't, I'm not, I'm not entirely satisfied with that. I feel like I need a little more. And then the thought came to me, I was just like, maybe I should try racing. Maybe that would, you know, like give me some greater satisfaction that apparently I want. And so, um, and then I recall seeing, you know, out on the road, like I would see a group of people riding in spandex and looking kind of serious and organized, but not really understanding what that was or what they're doing, but being very curious and intrigued by it. So I knew that there was, 
you know, that people did that. And I, you know, so yeah, just sort of was curiosity and then um, just sort of reaching a point where I felt like I, I wanted a greater challenge. Yeah, very mm-hmm. cool. So when was that? Like what year was that? That was, let me think, that was 2011. Okay. So after, yeah, I'd been writing for about five years. Yeah. And then since then, gosh, you've done so many things, including opening your own bike shop. Yeah. Annie is the owner of BFF Bikes in Chicago. Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So what <laughs> happened was that was 2000, that was the fall of 2011. I did my first race the spring of 2012. Okay. Raced all of 2012, February of 2013. My friend Vanessa who like we were like racing buddies like went to all the races together we are on the same team um decided to open (laughs) to open up a bike shop geared for women like that was the idea and um you know so yeah it was a pretty quick you know it, it came about pretty quickly um but yeah when when the idea came it was kind of a no-brainer to me, actually. Like, hmm. I was just, I remember I was walking my dog and before work one morning and my phone rang, Vanessa called me and I, um, you know, answered and she said, hey, I have an idea. And I was like, oh, what? And she has a lots, lots of ideas. So, uh-huh. um, and then she's like, we should open up a bike shop geared for women. And my response was, that's brilliant. Because I really felt like it was. I was like, yeah. yeah, like, I just, I just, you know, how much I enjoyed it and just felt like there's a huge missed opportunity because there's not, mm-hmm. like, I just think of, like, the kind of shop that I would like and how much right. I would like it, and it didn't exist. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's, so, so anyway, um, it was easy to say yes to, which is also very unusual for me because if anything, I'm like, I'm very indecisive, very like more of an analytical person. Um, mm-hmm. but it just, yeah, it was easy to, to at least start moving forward. So we, so I am, you know, I am a, pl- I like to plan things. So we mm-hmm. spent the next year, um, planning it out, um, you know, knowing, so that was February of 2013, you know, I knew it would take a good chunk of time to like, pursue that so the, the idea was let's spend the next year you know um moving forward making a business plan doing all the research and see see where we can go with it and then have the goal to open it the following year like March of 2014 mm-hmm. that was our goal so yeah we um that's what we did and then wow I sort of arbitrarily chose the date um it was a Saturday March 13th and that's the day we opened so yeah awesome. it's kind of exciting so you've been open <laughs> four years now? It will be four years time? this coming March. Okay. So we just are finishing yeah. up our fourth summer. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really neat too that like you know you're a person that usually like thinks about things a lot and analyzes decisions, but that so quickly you're like, yes, this is, I want in on this. This is, you know, a good idea. Um, kind of shows just like how powerful the whole concept was. And there isn't anything like that in Chicago, is it? No, I mean there are a few um, women's uh, women-focused bike shops across the country. Um, not mm-hmm. many though, and yeah. none in Chicago or yeah. even really the Midwest. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, because I think um, 
cycling shops can be intimidating to walk into. Like I think about my experiences too. And I feel like I have to know like exactly what I want and, you know, um, like research it beforehand. And, um, yeah, it just can be a little, um, I don't know of a scary experience. So to have something that's just a little bit more like open-minded with like-minded people to walk into, I can see how that would yeah no absolutely I mean that was my whole like that was a big thought or you know what drove me to say yes is because you know here's something that like I love so much and was so passionate about and like there's a key part of that right is like the bike shop um (laughs) and and I I, you know I mean sounds a little dramatic but like I kind of dreaded going to the bike shop like Mm -hmm. I I eventually got to a point where I felt comfortable but a long time like I remember like you know yeah I'd I'd get nervous to like have to go to the shop and like right yeah oh I get that like yeah it should not be that way yeah and it's you know it's not it's not like that all everywhere for everybody for sure, but it's like that far too much. For a lot of us. Yeah, actually just recently I wanted to invest in a power meter, which you know about because I'd mm-hmm. asked you about it. But I was talking to somebody um, about that investment feeling like so stupid. Like, I don't even know what kind to get. Like, what, what numbers do I even look at and all this stuff? Um, and I talked to someone who she, her advice was like, tell whoever you're talking to at whatever shop um, to talk to you like you're five <laughs> and maybe you'll have like success figuring it out but I'm like it shouldn't have to be that way right um so yeah that's awesome that you guys offer such a safe nice space for for women to walk into cool and then you guys offer classes too there yeah well? we do yeah. a lot of of classes um you know from like our monthly fix a flat class to occasional you know a few times a year we do all sorts of clinics on like we have one called fit form function um one on it's called give a shift uh all sorts so yeah, yeah very you know just like to do as much as we can to help people feel knowledgeable and yeah. you know learn about their bike so can you um can you be like a beginner and be a part of those classes? for sure okay. yeah i mean some are geared for <clears throat> I mean, no, actually, most of, you know, we had one over the summer that was advanced road uh, maintenance, road bike maintenance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's some expectation that you you know the basics. Um, But most of them are for beginners. And if not, like, it's very, you know, it's very clear. Yeah. So, and same with our rides. Like, we do, you know, we have a wide array of rides from our beginner training ride to group rides that ride out to breweries that are very casual to our team Mm, training rides that are very intense and fast yeah so what would you say since you've been open almost four years now like are some highlights or like unexpected fun surprises on along this journey of owning a um you know it's a good question And I mean, the thing that like pops in my head right away, because this was the answer that this would have been, it still is the answer, but I feel like now I'm kind of used to it. But mm-hmm. we, so we, we started the team, BFF Bikes Racing Team. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started it right away. Like actually started getting people together even before the shop was open. And that was not the original plan. Um, but it just, you know, it seemed like that was the right thing to do. So we ended up 
opening or we ended up starting the team sooner than we thought. Like we, we knew we wanted to have a team, but we thought we'd let that come after like we got the shop up and running and, you know, one thing at a time. Um, but, but it, yeah, it started right away and that was, and I'm so glad it did because that first year was great, but hard, you know, like mm-hmm. being a brand new business owner of a brand new shop um, I cannot imagine yeah it was it was hard and I worked a lot and if it weren't for that team Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would have survived it because um you know they made me so happy just to be part you know just to see like that community come together and and really I mean you know so part of the reason why I think Vanessa and I wanted to open the shop is um because you know, we race Mm -hmm. and women's racing, um, the fields. So the number of women that race Mm -hmm. is pretty small, especially compared to men. Mm -hmm. And, um, part of that is I think just because women don't know about it and they don't know how to get into it. And, you know, I mean, that was like, I didn't know, I didn't know bike racing was a thing until, you know, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I think it, it took me, it took me, five years you know um and I didn't know anybody that race I didn't know how to I didn't know how to get into it so I just Mm -hmm. you know I mean I luckily the internet exists but it was it was hard (laughs) you know there were very few resources so anyway um we would we raced a lot Vanessa and I raced a lot and you know we'd go go to these races in the suburbs almost every single weekend in the summer and it's the same six to nine people and then mm-hmm. you see these men's fields with like 30 40 50 guys wow, racing that's such a stark contrast it is and mm-hmm. so you know we're just like man where are all the where are all the women at right <laughs> and so I mean I think that was kind of part of it was like and you know one of the things this shop can do is be a really great entry point for women who maybe they don't even know racing is a thing and we can introduce it to them or maybe they do know and you know they just don't know where to go or how to get started um yeah and so so anyway and that happened I mean it was like without even trying like the first year the shop opened we started the team with like six people and Mm -hmm. by like June I think we had 15 people and they were all new people like customers that had just come in the door and it was it was really 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 great to see that happen yeah and and it also gave me um you know it kept me riding my bike Uh (laughs) like I I I wasn't able to ride my bike very much that first year but Mm -hmm. I did could on occasion and um and with these women and it just Mm -hmm. like you know would make me beam like yeah. it's just me you know it was really really satisfying cool. and also gave me really you know it was it's scary too like I quit my job like totally totally different career path yeah major risk very Holy cow. green yeah. in the industry like you know no experience like yeah. lots of lots of people doubting that this would be doable mm. and you know and then I see that happen and I'm like, mm-hmm. we're going to be fine. You're <laughs> yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, totally. So, that's so yeah. Really and amazing. That, that I would say. And that, that's something that was pretty unexpected. Like I didn't, you know, yeah. I wasn't, I was, I guess, hoping eventually like that would happen, but yeah. it, I didn't think so soon. Right. 
it shows there were a lot more women out there like you that, you know, just needed maybe somebody to like pave the way a little bit and they were really hungry for more and you provided that space. Absolutely. Yeah. And it continues to happen. Wow. Yeah. So you're still growing. It's just, just, I mean, here's the thing, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, People, you know, they just keep turning up, and it's mm. awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I just, you know, there's, like, I'm, like, there's no bottom here, it seems, which yeah, is pretty Yeah, that's so great. exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so speaking of people who don't know a lot about the whole cycling world, I mean, I'm into triathlon, but when it comes to cycling, like, that really is my weakest area, and I'm just learning about, like, you know, all the different types of racing that you can do on the cycling side of things, so... Um, in your introduction, I mentioned that you are a Category 2 road racer and a Category 3 cyclocross and track racer. Can you explain what that means for people like me who don't have very much insider education into yeah. those areas? Yep. <laughs> um, so basically, it just you know refers to what, what level in terms of experience and uh-huh. um, I suppose uh, success in terms of you know your results. Mm-hmm. Um so you start as a Category 4 racer, women do, um, although just this past year they changed it to Category 5 uh, is now the entry level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then based on your results, you get points, and um, and then w- when you earn so many points, you can upgrade is what it's called to okay. the next category. Mm-hmm. And so um, and in Chicago, and not just Chicago, but I think, you know, throughout – the country um there's a really large base of fours like the you know when people just start out Mm -hmm. and then it and then it kind of narrows and so then there's fewer threes um very few twos and almost no ones okay in chicago for sure. sure um so yeah um that's what I, you know, the next sentence I want to say is, and that's part of the problem, is that, like, mm. women, you know, it's it, they get into it, mm-hmm. and then it's, um, it's it can be hard to advance, mm-hmm. um, but it can be super, super rewarding. So anyway, I, yeah, I was a four for my first two years, and then I upgraded um, at the end of my second year, mm-hmm. and then... I didn't race much the next year because I opened the shop. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I um, I trained pretty hard. Like, I I, I, got, I got a new bike, and it was a really nice bike. And I was like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to ride this bike, I need to give it the life it was meant for. And mm-hmm. I missed it. Like, I also just missed – I really like training and racing. Sure. And so I, I, I sort of made, you know, made it a priority. And mm-hmm. – um, and it worked, and I <laughs> hit the road that spring and won some races right away and awesome. all of a sudden had this new level of fitness, and so I was able to upgrade um, to a two that June. So. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great, and not totally – I mean, my goal was to get there, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you work with a coach, or you just knew how to push yourself? How did you – um no I was I was coaching myself um and I got really into it like I got really into reading all about coach you know training and Mm -hmm. um there's definitely a science to it and there's lots of resources out there and so yeah I just I consumed as much as I could and talked to other people that know a lot about it um and yeah just did it myself Mm -hmm. awesome very cool. And do you have any 
um, like what would you say your goals are for yourself for 2018 in terms of your athlete goals? Jeez. I mean, you're an yeah. owner of a shop and, and a coach as well, but yeah, for your own self. That's a good question. If you question. don't know them yet, no, that's no, totally fine. I, it's a good question. It's interesting. It's a, it's a slightly hard question to answer because I, um, my path got a little, little, what's the word? A little off uh, the tracks. Off maybe? the tracks. Yeah. yeah, this past season because I had a pretty bad bike accident mm-hmm. and um, still recovering from it. And okay. so I'm not entirely sure what my future um, my immediate future holds okay. this season. Sure. Um, so I'm sort of holding off on making any specific race goals mm-hmm. because, you know, because of that. Yeah, it's probably um, smart. Yeah, so that. I am focusing mostly on um, just getting getting fit. You know, I was off. I had almost, I mean, it was, you know, we're going on month six here of, okay. you know, now I'm like starting to get back to some regular training. I probably started mm-hmm. yeah, regular training about two weeks ago after. Okay. Yeah. You know, so it was a long time then that you were off yeah. your normal schedule and right. training. Yeah. And what I found is, you know, loss of fitness, that's easy to get back. What's uh-huh. hard is getting back into the routine. Interesting. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really, really hitting me how like you know I worked really hard but like you know waking up early and fitting in workouts and so much structure that I followed Mm -hmm. and like a very strict Mm regimen and I like it like I like structure yeah me too and it was really hard for me when I had my accident my injury to not have that and I didn't know what to do with myself and I did not like it at all but I have since adapted and (laughs) and I don't you know I like I I I I prefer like I'm not super content like this so Mm -hmm. I know you know I will get back there but it is kind of hard you know to get back into a routine that is pretty demanding Mm -hmm. and um requires a good amount of effort and energy Mm -hmm. um to work hard like Mm -hmm. it's not super easy to just suddenly start so anyway that's kind of a long answer but um but yeah that's where I am now is getting back you know into those habits Mm -hmm. and um focusing on just getting getting fit and Mm -hmm. developing good habits and being structured yeah wow um well, in some senses, I feel like it is encouraging to hear you talk about like smaller goals. Like I don't want to minimize the goals, but just like for people who maybe have like gone off the path of training for whatever reason, you know, if you're injured or I don't know, if some life event happens or something and you're not doing the normal routine for months um, to get back into it you know, is extremely challenging. So to hear you just say like, okay, like I don't have exact like race results goals, but like my goals are, you know, to get back into the habit and the structure. I think that's really good for people to hear. It's good for me to hear. I don't know if all all the (laughs) listeners know I just had a baby a couple months ago, but for me too, I think it's a much longer road to like get back to where I wanted to be than I thought. So Mm -hmm. even to just hear you say like, okay, yeah, pick smaller things. Like the fitness will come back, but start to work on getting you know that structure back which I feel like I have zero structure in my life right now besides responding to a baby right um so I am looking forward to the day when that changes but um I'm just thinking like how 
extremely challenging that would be like something that you're so passionate about all of a sudden is like stripped away from you for Mm -hmm. at least a temporary time um what like got you through that or you know like I don't know were there like people or how did you do it (laughs) that's what I'm asking you uh well day by day yeah I I mean it I think okay early on denial I was convinced Uh it was not that bad we're all really good at denial yeah yeah I was I was absolutely convinced it was not that bad and I was fine Mm -hmm. I went back to work the day after I came back as this happened in, in Minnesota and I came back I think on a Monday and I think I maybe had one day that I stayed home and then I went to work on Wednesday oh my gosh and I had no business doing that like yeah. and you know now I look back on it mm-hmm. um I had a really bad concussion and that was mm-hmm. almost hard that was almost more you know had a greater um greater effect on my like functionality aside from my physical injury Mm -hmm. um so anyway but I do think that had I known at that time how bad it was and how long that this would take Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would you know I mean I would have gotten through it but I would have it would have been really hard Mm -hmm. um so healthy dose of denial (laughs) and then uh yeah I mean you know a lot of friends I mean a lot of friends really were there, you know, to help take care of me and check in on me. And um, actually, the day that the accident happened, I had – so this was – it happened at North Star Grand Prix, a stage race. It's four days, five races. And Mm -hmm. the first day of the race, there's a time trial in the morning Mm -hmm. and a criterium that evening. And I did the time trial – and then before the criterium, um, had spoke with, we had a, so this was with Chicago Women's Elite Cycling, we were doing it. And mm-hmm. one of the great things that they do is they get you all this support and um, have all these resources to really help you make it a good experience and help because it's, it's very challenging That's to awesome. do these sorts of, you know, as we're racing at the pro level here. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Allison Powers, who is a... Um, former very successful professional racer um currently has her own coaching company and she was with us being the director sportif so helping you know us um be successful in Mm -hmm. this race um and I had spoken with her after the time trial about being my coach because I sort of felt like I was ready and needed some additional um guidance so anyway and then and then my accident happened that evening in the criterium so our coaching you know didn't didn't go pan out the, the direction way. it was supposed to yeah. however Allison was extremely helpful in yeah. um you know talking to me regularly to see how I was doing and also you know she could relate she's been through mm. has been through a lot of bad injuries and um and also just gave me you know she confidence that like I was I would be okay and I'm mm. every time I talk to her she's like you sound better like you're getting you know that's cool yeah, you need just, to hear that I'm sure right yeah so so yeah people mm-hmm. um helped a lot and um I took up pie baking like I was just really bored <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> you know like I couldn't do the thing that I I couldn't I yeah. couldn't really work you know selling oh. bikes with the neck brace on isn't exactly doesn't yeah work. I mean it's like you need to be really mobile to like be in your shop right right so. and not to mention like you know I couldn't I couldn't really 
I had I had about four hours that I could like interact with people before I kind of like the the effects of the concussion lasted throughout the entire summer and so it was really hard for me to like engage with people without getting overstimulated sure um so anyway that meant I had a lot of time at home I spent more time in my apartment this summer than I think I had collectively the last four years I had lived there and like summer is the (laughs) worst time to be like pulled up in your apartment but I had (sighs) these two cats living with me and they kept me company (laughs) my gosh and um yeah you know wow you have such a good attitude Wow. Like in reflection, I'm sure in the moment, <laughs> oh, I don't know how you did it. but Well, no, you know, I really, I was like, find the positive for sure. And there was a wow. lot. There was a lot of positive. I had a really bad accident that could have and yeah. probably should have ended up a lot worse. Mm. Like a lot of people that break what I broke end up in a wheelchair. They end up paraplegic. They end up, wow. you know, it can be fatal. Yeah. And so like I had that, that mm. you know, super thankful. Like, yeah. you know, and um also uh it's temporary right and Mm -hmm. and and then I sort of viewed it as like hey I you know maybe think of how few people get this to learn from like like I like I sort of viewed it as like a like a rare training opportunity you know like like developing like sort of like a resiliency and mental toughness going through something like that like you it's you don't get an opportunity like you need to be given an opportunity and I'm phrasing it as an opportunity which Uh you're choosing to say it that way an an extreme hardship though you know to um to to have to develop those kinds of skills yeah so yeah you know knowing it's temporary and knowing that I would come out of it stronger Uh you know in a lot of ways wow your perspective is amazing that's yeah truly challenging me yeah yeah sounds like you found ways to just like ground yourself in it and yeah I had to I don't like being I mean I don't think anybody does but like you know I'm 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 a pretty positive happy person right yeah you know and I don't I do what I can do to keep myself Mm -hmm. that way yeah so that's awesome I don't know and I'm sure in the future you'll have opportunity like Allison was to you to like have great empathy for you know other racers who experience similar things yeah for sure I mean I I saw a photo of somebody on Facebook that I'm on Facebook friends with and she had a she had an accident um, and saw a photo of her in a neck brace. I immediately mm. with that, and I don't even know her that well. I, I, she, we actually became Facebook friends because she sent me a message. She was at North Star and saw what happened mm-hmm. and friended me, mm-hmm. wanted to see how I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then something happened to her. Mm-hmm. Without hesitation, I messaged her right away. And I was like, if you want to yeah. talk, I know what you're going through. That's awesome. You know? Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. We totally need each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's like very touching, actually. Just think about how, like, yeah, like personal tragedies happen. And um, I mean, you really made a choice about like how you were going to deal with it and look at it, which is really beautiful the way that you just reflected on it. But yeah, but that that then enables us to like connect with each other in a deeper way um, when we, you know, are with other people who are experiencing similar hardships. So for sure. One other thing. Yeah. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Honestly, like something else that I, this is definitely kind of a tangent, but it's cool. Um, I am a very self-sufficient person. Mm -hmm. Like I like to take care of myself and be able to take care of myself and do everything myself. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I couldn't. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> when this happened. Not. And so it really taught me that, to rely on people, and mm-hmm. I didn't always enjoy that. But I think it's probably it's good, right? Like it taught mm-hmm. me, like to yeah, to to let people help me. And mm-hmm. when my business, I mean, gosh, you know, like Vanessa moved in May, and mm-hmm. this happened in June. So oh, neither one of us crazy, right? So neither one of us were there. Um, So I had to, you know, trust that my staff would be able to run the ship. And they did, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, like I couldn't drive myself to the grocery store. I couldn't, I couldn't change my shirt. (laughs) Like I couldn't, I had to be, I was very, very limited in what I can do. And so I had to rely on on people for a lot. And so yeah. there's that too, I guess. Like totally. when they came out of it, like just what you said, like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, having that connection with people, um, yeah. going through something like this can really strengthen right. that too. Yeah. That's, yeah, super humbling. I wanted to talk a little bit about Edge too, because yeah. um, I actually don't even know like how you heard about Edge or how you even came to edge I do remember when I first saw you at edge though and I will say that I was intimidated by you oh no because you're in a good way I mean Annie is like the nicest person ever so once I talked to you I was fine but like Annie is just a like powerhouse cyclist so when I saw your workouts on the screen I was like oh my gosh she's like super you know pro level um but yeah oh my gosh meeting you though Annie is like the nicest ever Anyway, how did you come about Edge? I, um, let's see. So I, I knew about Edge. Um, I think I probably like, so my Daphne, who I'm friends with, she trains yeah. there. And so I think, you know, I had like known about it like from her. But um, I first started going after I, um, I bid in a silent auction. It was a fundraiser um, holiday party for Chicago Women's Elite Cycling. Okay. And Robin had donated a month membership to Edge as oh. one of the auction items, and I wanted it. I was like <laughs> determined to win it because I, because awesome. I knew, I, you know, I was like, I gotta check, I want to check this place out. Yeah. Um, and so I, I got it, and yeah, it was like after a week, I was pretty, you know, I knew I was like, I need to get a membership here. Like this is far too nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how I, yeah, got it what uh I like that story that's awesome what was it about it that you were like okay I I really want to get a membership what stood out to you um so I guess I didn't really have a really I mean great place to train before I Mm -hmm. think most people know like they train in their living rooms or their basements or something um you know on a trainer and uh it's it's kind of boring and you know I mean I don't know there's just nothing really I don't like to watch movies when I train like I I just I never really got into that we do a training program um at BFF that I I like that a lot because it's a group and you know I I now I'm the instructor but before there's a different instructor and that's really great you know and very engaging um but I also needed more than that like I you know my training required me to do more um and so just, I mean, that, that everything, like the atmosphere, the equipment, you know, the Wahoo kickers and the software, like mm-hmm. make it so you can have really, really, really dialed in workouts. Um, and then the recovery, you know, the lounge and the boots. And I mean, I was absolutely convinced that going there allowed me to train harder, like mm. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I feel like the results I had, like prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
yeah I mean it was just a really it made it made training super super enjoyable I was like I can spend the winter here no problem and yeah train hard yeah good point about the winter too because I that's a time where you really like can take advantage of indoor training especially right. like as a cyclist or a triathlete but you need to find a space to do it and a space that like you want to keep going back to. Absolutely. <laughs> Which yeah, being alone in your living room. I mean, I think I'm sure that works for some people, but I know I need people around me and energy. And so, yeah, yeah. no, I would look forward to the days that I'd be like, Oh, I can go to edge for like yeah. four hours a day. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then, so you found it as an athlete training, but then, um, since then you started coaching there too. Yeah. Um, so you have, You've had like a weekly cycling class for a while. Yeah, we started last year, last fall. Okay. Um, or I guess last winter, like end of fall. Um, once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and called the hammer, hammer time class. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's you know, just kind of like an intense class, like interval based um, class. But mm-hmm. it, yeah. A good mix of people from people that were training for Ironman to people that do bike races to people that just want a good workout. Yeah, would come to it. Cool. Um, and now um, co-leading one um, that is focused on cyclocross, but that's mm. coming to an end. And then the next one coming up is um, going to be a new, pretty cool structure, really focused on um, building people's. Uh, threshold power so very cool um I guess just two more questions so one would be what would you say to somebody who's um like we talked about earlier maybe just like intimidated like maybe um is getting the bug like wants to dabble in cycling a little bit more but like doesn't know how to get there what step to take what would you tell them Mm -hmm. come to bff bikes no (laughs) (laughs) no but for real like I mean yeah plug it that's one way yeah Um, absolutely I mean the great thing is is that once you do you know kind of get in the community it won't take long for for people to kind of quickly be embraced and guided that's encouraging you'll find your people you know bike women particular I think I mean this is just what I know but um we we want more people to race like the more the merrier every you know and so women are very very you know encouraging and supportive when new people express interest Mm -hmm. and they were there you know like they get it they know it can be you know people can have their hesitations and so making them feel as comfortable as possible as welcome as possible Mm -hmm. it's pretty common um so yeah and it's it's a big community you know and you'll you'll there's a lot of um different teams and groups and rides and there's a lot to explore and you don't need to commit to anything right away you know it can be really fun just to kind of explore um Mm you know have low pressure and then or if you are the kind of person that needs you know likes a specific goal and super focused and that's what's gonna keep you driven you know then there's that too you can you know do that (laughs) that's you know I I think I I I never ever ever 10 years ago would have thought that I'd be where I am today mm-hmm. especially racing at this level mm-hmm. um I was not an athlete growing up you know not an athletic wow. person at all and so now I have like such uh um you know it's just it's so profound to me I guess how tr- how effective training is 
Like, I just, I feel like, you know, anybody, anybody can do, like, this. I mean, some people have natural abilities, and that's going to give them an advantage for sure. Sure. But if you're willing to put in the time and effort, and you've got the motivation, Mm -hmm. like, just see what you can do, because you can do a lot. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. I feel like, yeah, that's such a great message, and we need to hear that more, because, yeah, so often I... Yeah, I feel like people limit themselves by thinking, well, I'm not that person or I wasn't born with this or whatever. But yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, there, We can push ourselves a lot farther. And you're saying with effective training and why, and the desire. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. And, and you know, and the people help too. You know, I mean, there's so many people, the community of, you know, friends you'll make. And yeah. um, it's just, it's it's a lot of fun. Cool. That's awesome. Um Great. And then, uh, actually, usually we try to wrap up the podcast with um, our guests sharing a favorite mantra. Mm. So if there's something that comes to mind for you, we would love to hear it. Or one that you use. I, yeah, I mean, I think I, the one that I use the most and that always comes, like, it's the top, I kind of want to be more creative because I feel like <laughs> this is my go-to, but it's yeah. my go-to because Great. I really like it. Yeah. Um, is I, I tell myself a lot, you, you get what you give. Thanks to Annie for joining us on this episode. I know I was inspired hearing about everything she does in and for the sport of cycling, especially for women. I also appreciate all the expertise she shared, as well as her openness about her unique journey and lessons learned this past year. Cheers to your 2018, Annie. Until next time.